Blog Talk Radio. Aloha and welcome to your Metaphysical Minute. And today's topic is about um, healing yourself and taking your power back. My name is Hawaii Psychic Geraldine St. Joseph. And I'm coming to you from beautiful Kaneohe on the island of Oahu in Hawaii. <clears throat> today's date is March 15th. And today is the new moon. And the new moon means new possibilities. This new moon specifically is a time for putting out that lightning rod to attract new ideas and new ways of thinking. This also has to do with our topic of taking your power back. We give people the power to hurt us. And I know some people say, well, I would never give somebody the power to hurt me. This is crazy. But the truth of the matter is that we do. We do give people the power to hurt us. If you think about it, if you're walking down the street and some stranger comes up to you and tells you how ugly you are, it doesn't really mean anything, unless you have really bad self-esteem. But if your self-esteem is that low, um, there's a a whole other topic we need to get into. But for the most part, if someone we don't put any stock in makes a comment it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't affect us in any way. It does not hurt us because we don't give it any weight. Um, That being said, if it's a comment that is true on some level and we're trying to deny it, then it may hit a chord and it may be something that we need to look at. However, if someone that you love and respect makes a comment, like how ugly you are, how bad you are at things, that can really hurt, especially if they mean it. Uh, Sometimes we will say things to one another to hurt one another. And when this happens, we need to pull our power back and heal from that. But why does it hurt? Why do statements that loved ones make hurt us? Well, part of the reason is because we gave them that power. Their opinions matter. We also could be simply in a weak spot maybe where small flights may hurt us. There could be a misunderstanding where uh, someone is joking about something And the person they're joking with has really low self-esteem and they're really not aware of um, the impact that a statement can make because they didn't know that this was an issue with the other person. But the person who needs to deal with that is the person who feels hurt, especially if it was not an intended slight. So how do we deal with that? It's a choice. We give the power to hurt us to people. We can also take that power away. It is our choice to feed the hurt or the anger and to make that grow by paying attention to it and making far more of it than what it is, by talking about it, by um, just feeding into it in a number of ways. 
And the more we focus on the hurt and the anger, the more energy we give these emotions. And it takes a great deal of energy to feed these emotions, energy that can be put to better use elsewhere. So we have the ability to reverse the decision uh, to give our power to someone else. We also can look at each person individually and see, and each instance, and see, okay, why did this hurt me? What am I supposed to learn from this? We can look and discern, well, this person is making comments about my business, something they know nothing about. Maybe I'm not going to take that to heart so much as when they make comments about, say, my hairstyle, which they may know more about. So once you make that decision that you're no longer going to allow them to hurt you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to completely close off to that person or walk away in a huff and stop talking to them altogether because they just hurt you and that's it, especially if it's something that was not meant. The best way to deal with this is to really examine what's going on for you. Where are you placing your power? Why are things bothering you so much? Why did you give this person so much authority? And did you let them know that they had so much authority? And was it a, an intended slight? The easiest way to change the effect of comments or opinions some individuals have of you is by talking yourself through it. One of the things I like to instruct my students to do is to really listen to their self-talk. And you really need to hone that voice. You need to listen to yourself. Are you negative with yourself all the time? Are you positive? Uh, are you balanced? Whose voice is inside your head? Are you hearing your mother's voice? Is it really your voice? Is it spirit? Are you connected with spirit so that you can understand the message that's trying to be relayed. So listen to yourself talk. Sort through everything going on up there because not all of it's you. And figure out your voice. It's time to hone your voice and make it stronger than all the other voices populating your head. And it is po possible to get rid of most of those other voices. They seem been here and there, but for the most part, you can block that out and just have your voice and spirit in your head. You need to dismiss the voices that are not your own and not spirit. You'll always know spirit by what is said. It is always for your greater good and it nags at you until you accomplish something. Spirit, when spirit speaks to you, you also feel it in your physical body, generally in your solar plexus. You know, you'll feel a tug or an opening there. So just be very aware of that. When you hear yourself speaking negatively to yourself, answer it with a positive. You don't need to beat yourself up. I often say of many of the people around me that I'm not going to criticize them or verbally say anything to them because they do it to themselves quite enough. I don't need to say a word and they're already off on a, on a tangent going through a whole scenario in their head where they're just you know, digging themselves a hole. This is something that we need to stop. It's obsessive thought and it is not healthy, not by any stretch of the imagination. So as you're listening to your thoughts, 
and you've made the decision that you're willing to heal, you're willing to heal yourself, you're willing to be healthy, you need to let go of those obsessive thoughts. That does not mean that you subjugate them and they're still going on in your subconscious. It means really honestly making a purposeful decision to let them go. You need to love yourself. Especially when you're going through that, it's especially important, vital, that you take care of yourself better than usual, that you treat yourself better than usual, and that you love yourself more at that time than most other times. You also have to know that whatever the situation is, you don't have to analyze it to let it go. Should you look for the lesson in it? Yes, you should. Should you try to see where your part in it was and where you went wrong? Yes, you should. Should you blame others for everything that's happened? No. Blame doesn't help anybody. And least of all, does it help you? It's one of those emotions that turns inward and eats away at you, like anger and fear and regret. These are things that are useless at this point. So you don't need to know exactly what your part was and what whoever else's part was or whatever the situation was to be able to let it go. You can just forgive yourself and forgive the other people involved and just visualize closing the door and release that energy. Breathe in light. Breathe in joy. Reconnect with spirit and really feel yourself as part of the flow and back into the flow. Everything happens for a reason. And even though a situation may be excruciatingly painful, it still has a purpose. It still has some, some gift for you in some way. Even if it is just being released from the negative energy of another person, even if it is uh, getting hurt so then you can discover a new talent, when a door closes, look for the window. There's always another way. There's always somewhere else you need to go. And just because when something starts, it feels so right and so real, and then in time, things change, you need to be open and allow for the change. Because destiny will bring you to a place, and free will is your job. You need to make a choice as to what to do with that. And when you're dealing with another person, the other person does not necessarily have to go with your destiny or your fate, whatever your fate was supposed to be. Their free will, they can use their free will to dictate that they will not, under any circumstances, allow things to work the way you thought they were supposed to work. They may decide to do something completely different. That happens in a lot of different situations. Sometimes it happens right away. Sometimes it takes a little while. Whichever side of the coin you're on and for whatever reason you're making your decisions, you need to not blame anyone else in the situation for what's occurring. You need to look where the energy is shifting and follow it. Move towards the light. Come out of the darkness and just be honest. 
the most important thing is to be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you will not heal. It never goes away. And it will only fester and become worse because you're not being honest with yourself. Live in the moment. One moment at a time. Follow the energetic that spirit leads you through. You need to find your grace in the situation. When you're hurt, tears are good. Let them wash away the anger, the pain, the anxiety, whatever emotions you're feeling. Have a good cry. Really release it. Feel it physically. Let it drain you. Give yourself a day or however long it takes. Do not let it take too long. Do not just wallow in it and keep crying for days and days and days because that serves no one. Once you get a good cry out and you're nice and exhausted, you can feel the lightness in you, and you need to breathe into that. And as you breathe into that, breathe in your power back to your soul. Breathe that piece of your soul back. And once you feel more full, then breathe out back whatever it was that you took from the situation that needs to be returned. That's one method. Sometimes you need to create your own closure. You can do this with a um, creating some kind of a ritual. You could do this by writing a letter, whether it's meant to be sent or not. You could do this by visualizing, speaking with the person, or even actually projecting to talk to the person's higher self to allow yourself to really release. So take a deep breath. Choose to move forward. Remember, the most important thing is to maintain the flow, to be connected to spirit, and to feel that undercurrent of joy at all times, no matter what else is going on around you. It doesn't mean that you don't get sad. It doesn't mean that you never have misery. What it means is those things are temporary, that they come in and out of your life, and that the one constant is joy. Is joy and something that you can tap into, that that's a place where you can go relatively easily regardless of what situation is around you. That is true peace. And it cannot be granted through another person. No one else can give that to you. That's something you need to work on and you need to create within yourself. So, energetically and emotionally, there are many different methods to pull your power back and to release yourself from the anxieties, the negative emotions, and things attached to any situation. One method is called pulling cords. Some people call it cutting cords. I like to say pulling cords. For those of you who don't know what the cords are that I'm speaking of, whenever you're in a relationship with someone, there are energy cords that exist between the two of you. Some people believe it's only one cord, but from my experience, I found that different people 
anchor in in different ways. So the energy cord might be thick or thin. It might be purple, blue, pink, yellow, red. could be any color, any thickness, and attached anywhere. And there could be any number of them. They could be attached anywhere on your body or your aura, on your energetic self, your emotional self. It could be deep. It could be shallow. But these cords are what are part of what gives the other person the ability <clears throat> to hurt you. If these cords are out of balance, if there's too much pressure going in one direction, then it's easier for there to be a slight, whether it's intended or not. If one person loves the other person far more, then the pressure is going to be going in the direction of the person who's not feeling it quite so much. So the person who's not feeling it quite so much would be having a sense of being pressured instead of allowing the flow and feeling loved. In order to rectify that situation, even if you're going to maintain the relationship, if you're going to stay in the situation, one of the things to do to reset the energy balance is to pull cords. You can pull cords on a person. You can pull on, on an event. You don't have to know what you're pulling cords from. It's, uh, as you're pulling cords, it's always interesting to discover just how someone or something is connected to us. Um, a lot of times the cords are not connected where we expect them. With a lover, you'd expect them connected to your heart. But oftentimes they're not connected to your heart. They may be in your solar plexus because they were affecting your balance or they might be in your um, sexual part because it was more of a... <coughs> excuse me, a physical relationship, or maybe you were creative together. It could be going into your brain because maybe they're affecting the way you think. So you never know where the cords are going to attach. Don't worry about pulling cords on a loved one. It doesn't make you devoid of feeling, although sometimes you would like it to. It simply makes you less reactive to the person. And when you're not as reactive, you can develop a better relationship because you're thinking and feeling clearly. And in order to have real communication, honest communication, you need to be thinking and feeling clearly. You need to know yourself in order to have a really good relationship. But for all intents and purposes, you don't need to fully understand what cords are, how they're formed, how they're used. If you want to learn more, you can always contact me. All you need to be able to think about is a cord being attached to you and connected to another individual. Pulling cords works even when you, don't, you cannot visualize it. As some people have told me when we do this exercise, well, I could see the other person sitting across from me. And I could feel something, but I couldn't see the cords. And other people can see them, but they don't really feel them. It doesn't matter. Once you set the intent, the method works. So what we're going to do very quickly is we're going to do a quick pulling cord session. And I want you to picture someone that you've been having difficulties communicating with, or maybe that you feel that you felt or feel slighted by. And just imagine them sitting across from you. So sit quietly with both feet flat on the floor. Breathe deeply. 
quiet yourself. Another deep breath. Imagine yourself filled with white light energy. You look like you just ate a light bulb. Every cell of your skin is illuminated and bright. Feel peaceful and strong. Know that you are protected. We ask that your guardians and guides come and give their assistance in this process. Ask that they heal you of the wounds left by the cords by filling the holes with white light energy so they can remain disconnected from you and there are no holes for anything else to hop into. Now you are ready to imagine the person sitting across from you if you haven't. See the cords connecting you. Take a breath. Relax. Feel your body. Where are the cords attached? Feel them. See them. Now take your hand and grab it and pull it out. If you need help, you can ask your guide to help you or you can use an energy tool of your own creation. You can create a knife or a spade. And you pull out the cord. See the hole it left, filling with white light and being spontaneously healed. Do the same with the rest of the cords that you see. Breathing deeply the whole time. And allowing yourself to relax. Push the cords towards the person while saying whatever it is you need to say. It's all right if you're angry or you're hurt. You're not sending them negative energy. You've created a strong man to push this energy on so that it can be released into the universe for recycling. This method is to get it all off your chest to so say whatever it is you need to say. This is your opportunity to say everything you couldn't say in person. Take another deep breath. When you're done speaking, imagine a person in a sphere of white light energy. It looks like a big bubble. You put them in the ball of white light energy and you see it begin to drift. Take a deep breath, and the last bit of whatever's inside of you that needs to be released, release it with a strong out-breath. And with that out-breath, you see the bubble pushed away from you with your own energy, and you see it drift away. Sit for a moment. Thank your guardians and guides for their assistance, and let them depart. Whenever I do one of these practices, I end with the Our Father or Spirit of the Great White Light. But you need to end it with whichever prayer you feel most comfortable with. Follow your guidance. Do what is effective for you. 
that meditation is called pulling cords. Of course, if I were doing it specifically with a person, it would be a little bit different because I wouldn't be explaining things in the middle. However, uh, one of the things that I do want to talk about is when we put them in the white light energy in the field, um, the bubble of white light energy protects you from any negativity that the person may feel towards you. That way it, it never connects with you. There's another way to disconnect if you want to do a softer disconnect is to place them in a pink cloud and then you blow away the cloud very softly and watch them float. So once you do that meditation, you feel the relief of not having that person's energetic in you anymore. That person may try to call or contact you in some way, um, try to reach out to you in order to reconnect. What I recommend to my clients is that if it is a specific person or event that they're doing it on, they need to do it for at least seven consecutive days, at least, depending on how strong of a, of a hold was there. They may need to do it more, but I, I recommend at minimum seven days. <coughs> Excuse me. So after practicing this meditation or visualization, um, a good thing to do would be to do a general pulling of cords because sometimes you have people and things that are pulling your energy and are attached to you that you don't even remember. And then something may happen and then all of a sudden you're all emotional. So you need to remember that and do a general pulling of cords. Now, when you do a general pulling of cords, it's very similar. You see yourself as illuminated with the white light. It's easiest to do this, I think, sitting down, but you, I mean laying down, but you can do it sitting also if you want to. And what I recommend, the first time you do it especially, because you're going to be chock full of cords, is that you only do a section at a time. You can start at your feet or you can start at your head, and you do one section at a time. And it, all, it, it can be draining, especially the first two or three nights that you do it. But once you get <clears throat> the majority of the cords out, you'll find that you have energy that you didn't even know you had because it was being drained from all these things. And, and it helps alleviate things that are coming from the subconscious also. Always remember that you need to heal the holes left behind by the cords. Because if you don't heal those, what ends up happening is the universe hates a void. So whatever is closest to will plug itself in, and you don't need that. What you want is you want to be complete. You want to be whole. You want to be in the flow. So you need to fill the cords with white light, fill those holes with white light energy and heal yourself. Sometimes when you're doing this general pulling of cords, you'll get flashes of people or situations. Um, and it's interesting, too, like all of a sudden you'll get phone calls from people that you haven't heard from in a really long time, and it's because they feel you pulling away. So pulling cords is something that I highly recommend for most situations. It may not be the do-all and the end-all. However, it's a really good start, especially if you're looking to have better communication with the person or to alleviate yourself of... Um, negative energy or thoughts associated with the person. So just be prepared for that. 
<clears throat> so now that we've done a pulling of cords, energetically, what else can we do? Well, we talked about visualizing, literally closing the door. There's also different types of energy work that will help you pull your power back. Working with a shaman like Christopher Elo here in Hawaii. Uh, he's having a special right now until the equinox uh, where he's charging a lower rate for his services, which is awesome, uh, until he goes to Japan at the end of this month. So the equinox is on the 20th. It is a Friday, and we will be having an equinox ceremony. I'm not sure where, but it will be on this island, the island of Oahu. So watch our website, psychicinhawaii.com, for more information on that. And if you're not already signed up for our newsletter, please sign up at the website or email me directly and let me know what part of the country you're in, please. My email is gerilyn at voiceofspirit.com. That's G-E-R-A-L-Y-N, Gerilyn, at voiceofspirit.com. You can go to any of my websites and get that information. Psychicinhawaii.com is the website that we update the most. Uh, in order to find my contact information, you can go to voiceofspirit.com also. <clears throat> There are different shamanic practices in pulling your energy back. And pulling your energy back is very similar to soul retrieval. Um, however, for myself, I find that um, soul retrieval is a little more, what I call soul retrieval anyway, is a little more intense than simply pulling your, your, your energy back. Um, there's recapitulation. There is... Um, you could also get different services like reconnection therapy or Reiki. All these things are, help, are very helpful in helping you maintain your positive energy flow and helping you become more, more in tune with spirit and what is meant to be around you. So earlier... I had mentioned about low self-esteem. People who suffer from low self-esteem don't know, either don't know how to pull their energy back or have not had their, their energy for so long that they're not quite sure where they stand. Low self-esteem is a real issue. A lot of people suffer from it. And a lot of times it, it comes from childhood. Some people believe there's different aspects of it that come from past lifetimes. But whatever you believe, if you suffer from low self-esteem, it's something that can be taken care of. It's not something that you have to suffer from your whole life. You don't need to be depressed. You don't need to feel like less. There are many different methods to help you create power in yourself and to acknowledge the spirit that dwells within and the God essence within you. And many times... People with low self-esteem will just have total aversion, aversion to these methods because they're afraid of the pain that may accompany becoming more powerful. They're also afraid of judgment. Um, they also feel like they're being judged a great deal of the time. 
I teach a course called Completing the Circle, Path to Self-Empowerment. And the course is based on the book by James Redfield called The Celestine Prophecy. I read The Celestine Prophecy in 1994. I read it in one night in a matter of hours, and I was so excited that I wasn't crazy and somebody actually believed a lot of the same things that I believed in was experiencing the world in a very similar manner to the way I experienced the world. And I was so excited about that book that I, I called everybody I knew as soon as I got done reading it, which was like at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And needless to say, like a lot of my friends really didn't like me after that. However, that being said, it started me on a journey that lasted about a year or so. And the thing with spiritual journeys is you, they don't end. You're always growing and changing. <coughs> Excuse me. You're always learning new things. There's always, spirit is always guiding you to something greater, something better, to help more people, to help specific people, to change the world in some way. We all need to raise our vibration. And I would suggest very strongly, if you feel that you suffer from low self-esteem and you feel that you've given your power away far too much, a good course of action would be to take the Completing the Circle course. I generally teach it online or in person. It's a six-week course. You get one lesson a week, and each lesson focus on, focuses on something different. The first lesson is know thyself. And what I find with many people who are hurt easily is they're hurt because they're so out of balance and they, they have no foundation. They feel that everything is threatening and everything must be about them because they're so unsure of themselves. Once you have confidence and you build that in and you create an energy flow for yourself, it's much more difficult to be insulted and to be hurt by people. Not that it's impossible. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it takes more of a concerted effort by someone to hurt you than just a slip of the tongue. The way it was described to me when I was in uh, management school, <clears throat> they said it's kind of like a flywheel. If you have a flywheel and it's moving very quickly and you tap it, it might slow down a little bit, but it'll continue moving. So that's like having some kind of a blow. Whereas if the flywheel is not moving that fast, that same tap may stop it. So that's the difference between having a healthy flow of spirit and a healthy self-esteem and having low self-esteem and not feeling that connection with spirit. I have found that people who are truly, truly connected to God and truly connected to spirit, things don't get them down for very long. And it's not a false bravado. It is that they take the ball and they run with it. And that no matter what is happening, they have that undercurrent of joy that they can tap into. So small slights or, you know, things that bother most people, if you have really high self-esteem and you are really in the flow and you truly are connected to source and you truly have that faith, those little words don't hurt you. They don't bother you. You don't give them that power because you know that they don't have power over you and it doesn't mean anything. So... With that being said, 
I want to really encourage everyone who feels that it would be of help to them to take a Completing the Circle course. I am starting this week to do an online version of the course. I have um, two clients signed up already. And if you would like to be a part of that program, then please email me and let me know. Again, it's a six-week course. You need to really be honest with yourself and be ready to really deal with stuff. The cost of the course is $333 for the entire course. It breaks down to $55.50 a week or $111 every other week if you prefer to pay that way. And the way I work it is you receive a lesson um, through the email. Uh, you read the lesson. You work it. And then um, we, I contact you and we do a 45-minute session once a week. You can also email me with questions that I will answer during the week. So anyone interested in that, please email me at gerilyn at voiceofspirit.com. And the lessons include things like this, taking your power back, and also um, the first one is know thyself, as I said. And another one is uh, life with an aerial view. So it's all about perception. Our whole life is what we make it. It's what we create with it. So live every day the best you can. So I'm going to give you your homework. Are you ready for your homework? The first thing I very highly recommend is if there is a situation or a person in your life who you feel is taking center stage and is just really taking a lot of your time and energy, you need to pull cords specifically with that person. Secondly, you will want to do a full-on pulling of cords of your whole person so that your entire energetic can be released so it can be lighter and it will be more into the flow so you can feel spirit more readily instead of feeling other people. I want you to love yourself. Yes, that's what I said. I want you to love yourself. How do you do that? What does that mean? One of my favorite songs from Unity is called I Love Myself So Much. And what I enjoyed when I was um, preaching at a Unity church and we sang the song is watching how uncomfortable people are when they first start singing it. It's amazing how uncomfortable we are saying that we love ourselves. We should not be uncomfortable. We need to find a way to be comfortable with being who we are and loving that person. If you're uncomfortable being alone, if you can't be out of a relationship for more than a couple of hours, or be in a room alone for more than you know the length of time it takes to watch a movie, if you can't sit with yourself and be quiet and really enjoy that time, there's a problem. That's not healthy. So look to be back in the flow. Look to find your faith. Look to connect with spirit so that your undercurrent becomes joy. Isn't that what we all want, is a little piece of heaven in our hearts every day? We are part of the divine. We need to feel that way, and we need to acknowledge that. So here's your homework for right this moment. As soon as this ends, as soon as the show is over, which is only five more minutes, what I want you to do is go to the closest mirror and look right in your own eyes and say to yourself, I love you. And say it until you feel it. 
And you'll feel that emotion welling up around your heart, and it goes up to your throat, and you can feel it emanating from your chest. And if you can't, you need to find a way to do that. Treat yourself really well this week. Allow yourself to heal from old wounds. Allow yourself to move away from the new ones. Today is the new moon. It's a new start. This is the time. Take this opportunity to create what you want to create. Take this opportunity to become a new person, the person you're always meant to be. Be more. Be stronger. Be a part of the source. Be a part of the answer instead of a part of the problem. And when you do this type of work when you're healing yourself and you're pulling cords and doing the visualizations and pulling in energy and doing all the right things and monitoring your your thoughts and then all of a sudden wham bam boom it comes back to you and it hits you so hard sometimes and the emotion just is overwhelming and you just need to let it go because you found another layer it doesn't mean what you're doing is not working it just means that there's more work to do there's always more work to do so this is Geraldine St. Joseph. I'm in Kaneohe, Hawaii, on the island of Oahu. I look at my porch, and I see beautiful Kaneohe Bay, and I'm surrounded by the Ko'olau Mountains. There is love and light and proof of God's greatness everywhere around us. You just need to open your eyes. And I know you're all saying, well, that's easy for you. You're in Hawaii. It's beautiful there. The weather's always nice. It's not always nice, but anyway. You need to look around you. Look into each person that you see today and look into their eyes and feel love for them. It's not a personal romantic kind of love. It's the universal love. It's the source love. And allowing that to flow freely through you makes you truly free. It gives you the gift of freedom it gives you the gift of joy so work towards that heal yourself be happy regardless of what anybody else thinks of you regardless of what anybody else is doing around you happiness is a choice it's a choice you make every day moment by moment your job is to live every day the best you can that's what my mama tells me live every day the best you can And you live one moment at a time. So again, we have two minutes remaining or so. I want you to go to my website and see Christopher Elo, the shaman, and see if there are any services of his that you'd like to use. Go to Psychic in Hawaii. And see, really think about it. If, if completing the circle is something that you want to do, if not working with me, if you really do suffer from self, low self-esteem and you really do have a hard time looking in your eyes and telling yourself that you love yourself, then what you need to do is a lot of healing work. But you need to make that decision. And you need to do the work. Nobody else can do it for you. I cannot do it for you. And you cannot just 
sleepwalk through the lessons and through the steps, it's not going to get you anywhere. You need to be willing to feel and you need to be willing to be open for these things to work. So that was your metaph- that was your metaphysical minute for today, March fifteenth, two thousand and ten. Today is the new moon. Take advantage of it. The twentieth is the equinox. It's a time to bring things back into balance, and it's the beginning of spring. So again, new life. Take advantage of it. My website is psychicinhawaii.com. My secondary website is voiceofspirit.com. And I also have gabrielstrumpet.net. So visit me. Shoot me an email. Let me know what else you'd like to talk about. My phone number is 808-261-7866. And my email is Geraldine at Voice of Spirit. G-E-R-A-L-Y-N at voiceofspirit.com. So until next week. You need to get on it. Do your homework.